Hello and welcome to Unfiltered, an intellectual podcast. Let's talk DACA. DACA. So, President Trump recently came out with an announcement saying that he is going to rescind DACA. Yay! And so what this means is that uh, he's essentially creating a six-month delay so Congress can get its act together and pass its own form of you know, immigration reform. Right. That is if Congress wants to do anything. Otherwise, this program is just going to expire. We'll see. Congress has a hard time. So what is DACA? DACA is essentially just a, it's a deferred action for uh, children of illegal immigrants. And essentially, their parents had brought them uh, into the U.S. when they were children. This is different from anchor babies who are uh, children of illegal immigrants who were born in the U.S. Right. DACA recipients were born outside of the U.S. Okay. So that so where did this come about? So DACA was originally supposed to be the Dream Act, and and this was the Senate was trying to pass this in 2010, but they failed because even though they got three Republicans to vote yes on them, and just so you know, Lisa Murkowski was one of those Republicans who voted yes for the Dream Act, and who was also responsible for ensuring that Obamacare repeal did not occur. They were. It, Regarding this DREAM Act, they were unable to get six Democrat votes. So the motion failed. And in response to that, President Obama had created an executive order creating this DACA, which is a deferred action. Because he's the executive, he can choose uh, who he's going to essentially execute the law upon. Sure. He, he decides not to enforce the law, and that's within his rights as the executive. Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Yeah, and it, when it was brought about, it was initially always told as this is a temporary program until Congress can get its act together and can, and create some sort of immigration reform. Right. And now President Trump is saying, yes, this thing is unconstitutional. It's not going to stand up in the court of law. I'm going to rescind this. And Congress, you have a six-month delay period and try to get your act together and get something passed. But now let's just think about DACA and the whole idea of illegal immigration in general. So they're about... 800,000 total recipients of DACA. And what does this deferred action give them? So they apply for this program, which gives them a two-year permit, and they're allowed to go to school, they're allowed to work, uh, they're given social security numbers, they pay income taxes. And so what they're supposed to do, is they have to renew this every two years. And so with Trump, President Trump's new order, they have until October 5th to renew their current membership and no new initial requests for DACA are going to be allowed. And so essentially what's going to happen is Congress does nothing. Uh, starting as the last person who will be able to stay, who is a DACA recipient, will be uh, six months from now in two years. So essentially two and a half years. So let's just think about these recipients. So there's 800,000 of them and about half of them are in California. And when we talk about illegal immigration, we have to think about how much does this cost the country? So according to some estimates, it costs the country about $150 billion a year. And the estimates for the number of illegal immigrants are between 11 million, which I think is low. And that number has been cited for decades. As usual. To uh, 30 to 40 million, which is what Ann Coulter is saying. And I think right. that probably makes more sense because if you had 11 million 10, 20 years ago, a lot of these people are going to have children. Lots of anchor a lot of A lot of children. Lots of opportunity. A lot of children. That's and great. so you would naturally expect this number to grow. And I think there are a lot more children being born than there are people passing away. Right. 
Especially when you have these this DACA program um, incentivizing that kind of behavior. Exactly. And so it costs a nation about $150 billion. And California has, what, about 27% of those illegal immigrants? Right. And so on a more granular level, illegal immigrants cost the state about $30 billion a year. And so a common counterargument is going to say, well, these immigrants are also paying taxes they're contributing to gdp yes we want to grow our gdp so if you take a look at the amount of taxes that these immigrants are legal immigrants are providing it's about three and a half billion let's just say that cutting a welfare check contributes to gdp it does it's just it money does transferring it's, hands it's a wealth transfer it's a wonderful growth statistic it looks wonderful in the international spectrum and increases you know population because... growth you have government transfer there's money flowing everywhere the money's always great flowing. for the gdp growth it doesn't mean the economy is more healthy <laughs> has it really worked not really because under president obama we, didn't, we had a very sluggish recovery for the average listener take a look at your life do you think it's been working has it been improving has, has, has it gotten years. better by 1% to 2% a year? That's right. That's right. <laughs> or has it perhaps declined? And yeah. Who's taking the difference? Who's getting yeah. that gap? Yeah, in real terms, do you, you think you're better gap. off? Are you yeah. making more money in real terms? And is your city nicer? Does it, does it seem better? Is it less congested? Is it more efficient? Is it is it a nice place to live? How much how much is your mortgage? Is that going up? Are yeah. your rental costs going up? And if the answer to all of these things, or at least some of these things, is no, then good for you. You're doing really well. It's very good. But for the average person, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case either. And so so California is spending $30 billion a year relative to $3.5 billion they're bringing in. You don't need a math PhD to realize that $3.5 billion in revenue is not going to cover $30 billion in expenditures. And so local and state taxpayers are going to have to make up the difference there. That's right. And so how is this money being doled Enjoy. out? You're, you're becoming very hospitable. Yes, you are. You're very hospitable. That's a good quality. Pe- people like that. Yes. Um, unfortunately, the hospitality is not consensual. So you, you probably <laughs> yeah. didn't vote for this. You probably weren't thinking about this. You probably uh, felt really bad if you said anything about it. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel like you really had a vote in the, the change of the demographics? Yeah. Do you feel like you had a say in this? Did you, do you feel like you saw this coming? If the answer is no... <laughs> Vote somebody new into Congress. <laughs> that that is the only option you really have, uh, yeah. unless you want to. We're not advocating it, but I, I mean, I'm sure there are some people who want to essentially take the law into their own hands. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't, we don't. But it doesn't that. seem like does, anyone's doing that. Yeah, <laughs> what a this, civilized this, country. This, this is not Hungary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard they were throwing tomatoes in Germany at Angela Merkel. Well, apparently people are not too happy when you bring in a foreign population with a foreign culture who are probably not as intelligent as the native population. Yeah. If you're furthering... And culturally completely yeah. incompatible. I, ISIS has a strategic strategic plan and you're yes. furthering that strategic yeah, plan. Yeah, so maybe that's why some of those Germans are not so happy. Not so happy, but I love the tomato aspect. It's so wonderful and appropriate. It's, very, it's vegan. It, it is vegan. And, and, I hope those are organic tomatoes. bio in Germany. It's very organic. Yeah. So they're good. Or she could take one, you know. She could take it right off her blouse and pff, take a bite out. Yeah, yeah. It's take healthy a bite for out you. It's, it's healthy that's for what you. They're trying to do. Yeah, it's a nice fruit. It's good <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Being, that's a that's a sign of endearment. That's a sign of you know. It's a sign of a healthy please, culture. Please, please enjoy these tomatoes that we have bought for you. Yep. We figured the fastest way to from our hand to your mouth is from for us to throw it. We at just you. wanted to make a statement. 
Isn't that good? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I think that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Standing up to authority. So, California spending $30 billion a year on illegal immigrants. How is this... What happened to our society, though? We can't throw tomatoes anymore. Really. I mean... Well, they've always been thought of as a joke. Yeah. Throwing tomatoes. Back in the day, it was just, you know, it's it's okay. A tomato doesn't hurt, you know? You're not throwing baseballs. It stains your clothes. Yeah, it stains your clothes. You know? It's symbolic. Yeah. Anyway. So... Going back to what we were talking about, yeah. uh, Cal- California is spending about $30 billion a year on illegal immigrants. And how is this being doled out? So about half of it is going for education. So let's think about this. California raised $14,000 in revenue per student in the state. About two-thirds of it comes from the state budget, which is going to include income and sales taxes. And about a third comes from local property taxes. And so many people might say that, okay, DACA recipients don't receive welfare. But think about it. Let's assume that all of these these children, they came here, you know, they get a K through 12 education. That sounds like welfare. That does sound like welfare. Welfare. You're getting 12 to 13 years of schooling. Completely free. That's very expensive. Yeah, you, so you pay teachers, administrators. Yeah, um, that that's what that fourteen thousand uh, dollars accounts for. Right, is all those costs to educate these students. And so let's just assume you're in education for twelve years, that you're costing the state upwards of one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Yep, and you're putting your a life. new student in the classroom who probably doesn't speak the language properly. Who so may that you come need from a, extra services for that. Completely may come from a different behavioral background. People often don't discuss this, but in different cultures, there's completely different behavioral standards. And that's more stress on the teacher that has to um, organize that classroom. And um, uh, we're an unfiltered podcast, so we can talk about this kind of thing. Um, but I think a lot of teachers realize that children coming from uh, particularly southern backgrounds um, are, are more difficult to manage. So uh, that, that's a lot of... Un- by southern, you mean south of the border. I, I mean, yeah, as south as you can go. You go south of the border and you keep going. And, yeah. um, and uh, things change until you get so far that the equator is, is a distant memory and then things seem to flip the other way. And, uh, geography is a strange thing. But um, it's, uh, I think, I think um, these are unaccounted for costs. And it's really unfortunate when formerly you may have had a very quiet classroom where everyone was socialized in, in a more uh, homogenous society. Um, where it's not necessarily a virtue to be homogenous, but a teacher is essentially homogenizing information. Right? Everyone, to be everyone operates under the same common societal rules, right. norms. I, I'm getting a bit every, carried away. Everyone, everyone t- speaks in the, in the same language. The so, language, for example. And, and it's the same dialect. So right. they can understand what each other means. They exactly. understand when they've broken the societal rules. Absolutely. Whereas, So that makes it a lot easier to manage. Whereas if you have to manage a classroom where you have very differing societal rules, some may conflict with each other... It becomes incredibly a, a very difficult puzzle to solve. Yeah, it's <laughs> how do I effectively teach while making sure everyone learns our societal norms? And how dare I discuss the problem or bring up the problem? And if I address the problem with any kind of authority, I may be reprimanded by some children's parents or by administrators. It puts teachers in an impossible situation. Yeah, they, they can't. And, and it hurts the children because how can you effectively teach if you can't figure out a way to bridge those gaps? And then you wonder why we, the schools are underperforming and, frankly, dysfunctional. 
Yeah, because you're, we're unable to discuss these very important topics that are necessary for good education. And what does that do to that economic, socioeconomic cluster of people when the schools stop functioning? They're going to be stuck. You can't get out. It's very difficult to get out. It's unless, catastrophic. Unless you or a parent has the strong will to make sure that you get an education through the supplemental homeschooling and go to the library as right. Ben Carson did. And that's more cost, Ben Carson, well done. And that's more cost on, on the parent. That makes the parent's life much diff more difficult. Yeah, well, I think the parents should be involved in the education, Absolutely. but the whole point is that if the school doesn't work, where the parent is trusting the school to educate their child and sure. the school doesn't work, that's, that's true. It's additional work for the parent to ensure that the that their child is getting an adequate education. Think of the opportunity cost. If that wasn't something that they had to think about and invest in and worry about, where could that space, where could that time and energy be spent elsewhere? Yeah, uh, probably contributing to growth. Yeah, it's right? it, it's a dead cost to have these schools that are not functioning at all. GDP is a terrible metric. Well, it's it can be biased in by this these respect. Sites. Yeah, in that in respect. respect. So, so talking about the cost of these illegals, as we were saying, throughout their life, they would cost about upwards of $170,000. And very conservative estimate of the amount of children who are illegally here is about a million. Conservative. So do, you do a million times 170000 That is a lot of money coming from local and state taxpayers. And... So annually, this costs the state about $15.5 billion, which is a huge number. Right. It's gigantic. And part of that is like, it's not just the state budget, but many of these children, because you think about it, illegal immigrants are come, or these poor people coming from Central and South America to get a better life in the U.S. Right. So where do you think they're going to land on the income spectrum? They're going to be on the lower end. What benefits do you get for being on the lower end of the income spectrum? These children at school qualify for free or reduced lunch, which is a federally funded program. Right. So now you're involving just an in education. You have local taxpayers, state taxpayers, and, and the nation as a whole funding the education for this illegal immigrant, which yep. is not fair to these people. We have to think about opportunity costs. Absolutely. This money could be diverted elsewhere. And so you have just fifteen and a half billion on education. Let's think about healthcare. You know, these people like you need you need your shots and you're gonna get sick, you're gonna wanna see a doctor, you're gonna get seriously injured, you need to go to the hospital. So illegals draw about two point three billion dollars in Medicaid and part of it could be due to you know, they have these anchor babies who are US citizens, so then they become eligible for Medicaid. And then there's also an additional $1.3 billion in emergency treatment. So this is treatment that these illegals are receiving, but they don't pay for. And this is a conservative estimate. It's like $4 billion. It could be much higher than that. But the issue is that hospitals are probably not going to be inclined to tell, okay, this is the pr proportion of our self-pay, which, which are people who don't have insurance. And this is the proportion of that uh, category that are illegal immigrants. And in one sense, it's hard to gather the data because hospitals don't ask for immigration status for these patients. And two, medical professionals are supposed to take, they're obliged to take the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, as opposed to the Hippocratic Oath, which um, some mainstream journalists... Yeah, yeah, the fake news media, they're, to they're required take. to take the Hippocratic Oath. Right. But doctors take the Hippocratic Oath, so they're supposed to provide medical services to anyone who comes into the hospital. 
And so this creates a problem. You know, as you can imagine, if these people can't pay, someone's got to pay. Congestion. At the Congestion end of the day, the the, if you want your hospital to stay afloat, someone's got to pay the cost. And yeah. that's going to come down to the taxpayer. Externalized costs. And so these are, remember, these are conservative estimates. The cost is probably much higher than this. Certainly. And you think of the housing prices that will increase with the yeah. increase in population. If you have millions of people coming in. That's more you demand need, you need a, for that's housing. More demand. That pushes the price right up. And if supply is not keeping up with the demand, prices are going to go up. And who does that hurt? Well, since these are a lot of low-income people, they're probably going to be living in low-income neighborhoods. And so unless you qualify for some sort of federal help on to subsidize your housing costs, right. that's going to hurt your checkbook. And federal help will make the problem even worse because it will bloat the market. So it will push the prices even higher than if yeah, it was for just everyone, a Especially market. for people who can't who don't qualify for those programs. Right. And, and it's really tricky if you don't qualify for the programs. If you do, it, the cost is not so bad. Yeah. It reminds me in Germany where they're paying above market rates for um, housing for refugees. And what it does is it, it takes it increases scarcity for housing, so it becomes very difficult for, for former residents to find a home. Um, and the, it pushes the price up, whereas it's already inflated. The prices are already inflated because you have um, excess demand for the for the housing. And who benefits from that? The people who own the capital, people who own the houses. Yeah. So yeah. if we're going to complain about the 1% getting richer than they already are, if you bring in people and you're increasing property prices, people who own the property are going to benefit from that. Right. So and I think it's important to follow where is the money going. Exactly. And so, okay, so we covered education and healthcare, and the rest of that of the costs of that thirty billion is going to come from policing. You know, not all of these people are going to be star citizens or star residents here. They're not all in the honor roll. No, unfortunately, not. If they were, this would be a very different conversation. We're happy, yeah, yeah. and then you have to think about all the infrastructure, the spending we have to do to ensure that these people can live here. So, you know, they're going to start stressing the water systems, sewage systems, electrical grid. All of that, like they need to heat and cool their homes. Like there's money that's being spent on parks and infrastructure. And so this is a lot of money. And think about it. Okay, so it's $30 billion a year. What, you can, what can you do with that? Well, I mean, you could fund, fund that high-speed rail in California, which doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's not very fast. You could, I mean, you could pave the roads, spend infrastructure. Or even if you want to increase the size of the welfare state, that's more money than you could be giving to poor legal residents and citizens in the U.S. What about, you know, the African-American community? Don't you think like they could use those resources that the state is spending on illegal immigrants and yeah. other poor people? It's like, think about it. It's like, if you want to help people from poverty, you ensure that, you know, if you want to throw a lot of resources, throw all the resources there. Don't try to divvy it up between a wider and wider base that just mean that just dilutes the amount of money these people can get yeah and people wonder why we're just becoming poorer and poorer and the wages aren't rising and the cost of living is rising so it just it becomes really yeah who, who benefits let's let's think about these eight hundred thousand recipients they're in school so one that's that's enrollment for colleges what a good deal but it's also you know that's a spot that a legal resident or citizen could have would have had would have had 
But they didn't because universities are misplaced, and universities are privileging these people. They are. It's, if you it, think of it, it's so, a hot topic on campus. Yeah, it's, it's a status symbol to have uh, quasi legal status. It's, it's good for diversity statistics. It just boosts those. Statistics. And you know how much universities love their diversity. That's maybe, bad for you, Americans. Maybe not citizens. diversity of opinion, but diversity in skin color and yeah. immigration we, status. We like the superficial. Yeah, uh, we like the appearance of diversity. Yeah, we don't. We don't. As long actually, as you come in a different color, that's fine. Yeah, don't you dare start thinking differently. Yeah, if you if you wrong think, that's right. That's going to be very color bad. Color matters. Yeah, not character content, but color. Yes, we must segregate the people. Yeah, we've learned to color in crayon. <laughs> we've learned to color in the lines. I don't yeah, know. yeah. We don't. We don't want our university to look like a twelve pack of just white crayons. Yeah, no. We no. want to have the sixty four pack. That's right. Actually, we should remove and, the white from the 64 And, and we actually, and, and the thing is, uh, yeah, we, we only care about the color. We don't care about the diversity. We like rainbows. Intellection. We like rainbows. Yeah. You know? And and so it's like, you know, it's it's probably fine to have a little bit of, like, different people to be around with. But if you're in a university, it's supposed to add to the intellectual debate you're having there. Yeah. Yeah, if we want diversity, I think in, in, a, in a university, uh, diversity of ideas would be preferable. Right? Yeah, and that's... It doesn't seem like that's the case because, you know, it seems like there's controversy over, you know, uh, discrimination against Asians because they're a very intelligent group of people. And because of that, they're being discriminated against right. or so that the schools can have diversity of other colored people. They, they love the diversity. It's so superficial and it's insulting yeah. if you're a person of color and you get in it's like, I didn't really get in here because of my intellect. I got in here because of the color of my skin. One could say it's insulting, and one could say it's very difficult. You know, if if you uh, SAT scores is typically uh, one metric that's used, and if you if you just had a lower SAT score, if it was very difficult for you to get in, the the work level would be much higher. It's very it's a breeding ground for resentment. Yeah, and they're probably right? not going to be prepared for these college level courses. It's unfair to them if you think about it. It's very difficult. How it it's like if you if you just weren't as academically strong as the rest of your peers, you're going to struggle in school, and you could even flunk out. It's a complete completely distorts the system. Exactly, it's it's a big problem, and so going not just for DACA recipients for universities. So let's think about the Dream Act. So as part of the Dream Act, the idea was there would be the six year conditional period um, if you essentially were able to uh, have the same qualifications for DACA. And during the six-year period, uh, you would either have to graduate from a two-year community college, uh, complete two years as part of a four-year college program, or serve two years in the U.S. military. And so let's just think about those former two options. Community colleges and universities are going to have a vested interest in making sure that this type of program passes and stays in action. They're happy to comply. Enrollment. Think about it. Okay, so... A lot of these bottom tier, middle tier colleges, they're facing a lot of issues with enrollment. They need money today. They need money today. And so while these people would not have been, um, like wouldn't have qualified for Pell Grants, they would, have, they would have been qualified for student loans. And who controls student loans? The federal government. And the way student loans get paid back is shifting more to an income-based uh, repayment schedule and after... A certain number of years, the federal government will just forgive your loans. So if I'm a community college or university, why do I care if you're going to repay your student loans? What I want is you to take out that loan, pay me the money now. I can then put this money to work to go pay for faculty to pay myself a nice big fat salary. Hire a few more administrators. Administrators grow the bureaucracy in my university. so I Open have a few more gender studies classes. 
everything. You can have you can have a counselor for each individual student, one counselor, each different from the other. You That's can do right. whatever you want if you keep keep the system going. Keep the system going. In the short term, it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah, and, and and the university doesn't necessarily have an interest in making sure that you have a value, you get a valuable degree afterwards. Because who cares? Like you know, student loans going to get forgiven by the government. Maybe you'll be resentful after the fact because you didn't get as good of a job as you thought you did. Uh, and so, it, why wouldn't they not want to ensure that they get the most amount of students now? That's Absolutely. their business model. It's a business at the end of the day. So, Many of these universities may say that they're not for profit. And they're funded by the federal government anyway. And the federal government is pushing this policy or had been under Democratic administration. And it's state universities are getting state funding. Yep. And they're all on the left. So, you know, it's growth of government is good for the growth of their institution. Yeah. So it's no wonder why the University of California, it's a essentially a public university system. They're metastasizing. They, they, they're, they're metastasizing. They, they came out against <laughs> President Trump's decision to repeal DACA. Well, surprise, it's no, surprise, 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 surprise. This surprise. is a direct hit on their yeah. uh, bottom line. We and need their top more line. people and more cells. Exactly. And and if you think about these, some of these DACA recipients aren't just, you know, we're not just paying for their K-12 through education. They're also receiving these very lucrative scholarships from oh, these yeah. universities. And they're very popular. Yeah, so... That's, That's a keyword. When they search your your uh, CV or your application, it's like, oh, is it undocumented? Hmm, DACA? Hmm. This is this will be nice for us. They improve our diversity. <laughs> We're collecting statistics. them like Pokemon cards. <laughs> yes, How you got to catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> like Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> and then the poor citizens, poor yeah. us, poor the poor citizens. You know, we, yeah. we lose our spot. You know. Yeah, in, I mean, we college. we're. Like, we were fortunate enough to be able to still go to top universities, but you have to think about the other people. But I empathize. Yeah, we empathize with the people who aren't able to go to that top university because their spot was stolen. I care about you. I care about you, America. And not only that, that's also, you know, scholarship money that could have gone to other students who needed it within that university. Who should have had it? I mean, this is absolutely absurd. It's it's absurd. Like, these, these colleges will send down recruiters to... High schools that have a high percentage of these types of DACA recipients. This is a government and, that quite literally does not represent the people. No, it does not. And they go in and they'll say like, hey, you can come to these colleges, you know, apply. You know, these are what probably the general scores are. Those scores are probably a lot lower than what a uh, native uh, U.S. citizen would need sure. or a legal resident would need. And there's something about And preference. then we'll give you all this money. You can come here. Life will be great. They you become celebrities Kumbaya. and they're still so resentful. My experience, and I've had quite a bit of experience with them. Anecdotal, uh, of course. Some, anecdotal, the best. Some of the most resentful people that I've met, um, the most anti-patriotic, the most resentful, and they're getting the best deal, an unimaginable deal in, in world history. This kind of thing is um, really unprecedented. Um, it, it's just, it, it's a horrible thing to see. It's just really, it's you, scary. I think, do you remember, they, uh, there was like this political ad campaign and it was all it was anti-Trump, of course. And there was this guy who was a DACA recipient, and he was wearing a shirt that said "Make America Mexico Again." Yeah, I that's the that. exact mindset that, that several of these people have. Yeah, I would probably argue many of these people. have. I wonder how many DACA recipients we had at the um, at the free speech protest. 
that we went to. Oh, in, in Boston, yeah. yeah. You know, I would probably quite argue a quite a few because if Boston, my Dakadar went up there. Yeah, the, the Boston metropolitan area has tons of colleges. Yeah. So I'm sure that, they're, they're just magnetic. they're just hungry for All some those DACA filings. are gonna go right to it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a nice hit for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they get the the DACA high. Yeah, that's like the dopamine center, and they just. <laughs> They yeah, yeah. New, right New, New Hampshire is a heroin den, and yeah. uh, and then you have the Boston metropolitan area is is, is that, a that's DACA what, den. That's, that's what the, the American citizens get. <laughs> yeah. You get heroin. Yeah, you get heroin, and yeah. DACA and DACA gets your former job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're gonna have the kids you would have had if you weren't so miserable and just depressed. Yeah, <laughs> or you paying can, all those taxes as well. Yeah. yeah. If you're still paying taxes, you're the lucky one. <laughs> and so it's so it's not just students who are getting a raw deal it's american workers and so there's probably hundreds of thousands of these DACA recipients who are working those are jobs that could go to you a thing is though i let me say that, that the DACA people the ones that are uh, outraged with the system they're enraged with the system and then the americans that are getting a raw deal are quite compliant they're quite complacent they're yeah, just like, it's, yeah it's you normally who would think how is yeah. this gonna oh, work well out? there we care we have compassion this yeah. is important that we do this the poor <laughs> suffering children well see i think we both know who is contributing to this silence yeah from the native the silent treatment the, the media, the media is not giving the silent treatment. Yeah, let's just they're think, giving the anything but how, silent how treatment. How is how is the media reporting on DACA? Well, one, they say they're children, yeah, which is kind of offensive to DACA recipients because the average age the is twenty five, regardless of their mental state. Yeah, maybe they act, maybe they're like men children, they're legally babies, they're legally adults, but illegally or here. illegally, <laughs> they're illegally, they're adults. illegally adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be specific. Yeah. We want to be legally correct here. Yeah. And they're not legally blonde. No, no. The they're, they're, they're definitely Unless not. Unless they're platinum blonde. Yeah, but legally blonde was here legally. That's true. But let's let's not forget that. And she got into Harvard, right? Yeah, she did get into Harvard. She, I don't know if she got into Harvard days. today. That was a good old day. Yeah, no, they had to give it to a DACA recipient. Who was illegally blonde. Daka, Daka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have these people who are, you have the media, one calling them children when they're clearly not. Yep, like Trayvon Martin, a six foot tall, 13 year old kid. Yes. What turned out to be, what, 18 or something? Yeah, yeah he, he was older and he wasn't as innocent as people thought he was. He was getting candy. <laughs> yeah. And, and then on the other hand, you. The media calls them dreamers. And it's not just the media. I mean, the Democrats also came up with the idea to call them dreamers. Does anyone listen to the media anymore? Who wants to say no to dreamers? Yeah. I mean, oh, what a nice no one, well, uh, no one really listens to the media nowadays. The trust in the media is getting a lot closer to people's How approval rate of Congress. Listen to them? <laughs> you know, if you have any cognitive skills whatsoever, you can you can see that the media yeah. is lying. And it, I mean, if you agree with them politically, that's fine. But then you have to realize the media is very biased towards <laughs> one political... And you disagree with your own sense Yeah. <laughs> but if you're trying to go to the news for objective news, you're not going to get that. Yeah. Very few mainstream sources are going to offer you You have to come to of, us. We do our best. We do our best. To bring objective news. Yeah, we try... We, well, with, we're... we're the twist of humor. Yeah, with the twist of humor. And we will also interject our opinions. But that doesn't mean there isn't facts that's true. that we're giving you we're, we're, we're doing a, quite a commentary yeah so dreamer who wants to say no to dreamer it's a, do you it want to say nice. no i don't like dreams it's intimidating i don't see, want to say see, no see do you not like dreams? i don't say do no you hate public. dreams i don't say no are you public. trying to deport I'm a dreams? yes man 
I'm a yes man. No, she is not trying to deport no. dreams. But I want to have my own dreams. <laughs> yeah, as President Trump said, I, I want that out loud, I want Americans to be the dreamers. I want them to have dreams. That's right. Americans can dream too. Yeah. Americans can have dreams. Yeah, what, Americans can't have dreams now? Jeez. Is that is dream. it a DACA only? I mean, we've been living in a dream for a while. It's a nightmare. Some would call it a nightmare. nightmare I yeah. would think. Some would call it a dream. But... Don't even want to wake up. <laughs> Keep me sleeping. I think people who call it a dream probably are not going to agree with us. I mean, you just go right through it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's calling it a dream? Even yeah. the dreamers don't call it a dream. All yeah. they do is complain about discrimination. Yeah, why would you? I don't understand. It's a nightmare why, for them. Why, why Let would them you go wanna, home. Why would you want to live in a racist country? We're Can living you please in a explain that to me? <laughs> We're living in the twilight zone. Yeah, your, you know? your country is filled with racist, misogynist... You know, you people are just horrible. They took our land. I think we still have a- the acid in our veins that the baby boomers took. <laughs> yeah, they're they, having us. Yeah, what did they do? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> led us down this direction. 60s never ended. Yeah. Well, okay. This is their creation. Yeah, this these, is their baby. <laughs> these DACA recipients, illegal immigrants, they come here. You know, we pay for their education. You know, they're getting essentially free health care because they don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, we're policing their neighborhoods. We give them all We're probably policing the country too with yeah. foreign aid. And yeah, everything else. yeah. It's get USAID, the sweetest of all drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they wonder why we have American deaths of despair. Yeah, and so we, we <laughs> yeah. give them all these benefits funded by the taxpayer, and then they come in and say, "F you, yep. we hate your country." Yeah, we hate you. We want to make California Mexico again. Yeah, that's right. Viva la raza. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we were. It's not okay to have you know everyone else can have their own interests, but. Not not you native like U.S. citizens. Yeah, you can't a U.S. Have your citizen, own. you can't be a special interest group. And if you're not a U.S. citizen, you, and you better you, have your own special yeah, interest group. Yeah, if you don't group. have Latino identity, then there is something not Latino about you. Yeah, you're right? you're you're, not, you're Latino first, not American. Do they first. still pronounce when they say like Hernandez or something on the news? Do they still pronounce last names and locations with a Latino accent? I think it depends on that, the anchor. That kind of seemed like it came and went. It got really popular. And you know? they'll see that's white splaining, you know. Yeah, it's cultural that's appropriation. True. That's true. That they couldn't. That was a they big no, 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 no. You can't do that. Yeah, you had to pronounce it like a white person does. That's right. But I'm because not sure. you have to know your place. Yeah, don't not, you dare. I'm not sure if you get don't you dare even this? try. Yeah, you will never get it. Ever. Never. Ever. Ever. Don't even think about and it. You think about don't it. Don't even dream you, about you it. You're a racist. Racist. <laughs> don't dream it, okay? No, 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 no dreaming dream. is only for the, the anchor babies. Yeah, not, not for you, see. Yeah. No dreams for you. The uh, illegally blonde. And, and Yeah, so you come here and you, you say this country is awful, but... On another end, you know, we're the U.S. is giving these people great educations. And, it is know, awful. We're giving them great educations <laughs> for no reason. It's horrible. <laughs> They're completely right. And then, okay, let's think about this one progressive argument. They talk about how whites had colonized the world, extracting natural resources from other countries. Yeah. But now, are we not just, you know, doing a brain drain of these other countries instead of extracting natural resources? Which part we're still doing? We're extracting we're all, human resources. Yeah, we're taking human resources. Yeah, they're taking they can't their run smart... the, Now they're in civil war for 60 yeah. years. Yeah, so... People wonder why. So we take, look, presumably, let's just assume we're taking the smartest people from these countries and bringing yeah. them to our country. Which is not the case. How do you expect that country to get any better? <laughs> yeah. If you take the smartest people from there, is that not selfish? Yeah. But they do that, get that, better that, if you that, take the dumbest. If you take the, the worst people there and you say, yeah, we'll handle it. We have plenty of room. Yeah, but let, let's let's work in the realm of, you know, these are people going to college, they're getting educated, they're going to have all these great innovations. We're working in this realm right now. Yeah, so okay, let's, you're right. Yeah, so let's discuss... Yeah, the in realm this of dimension. exploitation. 
Yes. We're still exploiting. Yes, we're exploiting their countries. Yeah. But instead of natural resources, we're taking the smartest people they have. Take, That's right. Taking them to our country. We extract it's like the value slavery. It's like abducting people. You yeah. know? The it's, slave trade is alive it's, and well. It's, it's, still, it's still colonization. Yeah. As it was. It's even worse because now we're taking humans. It's one thing yeah. if we're taking, you know, oil or some natural yeah. resource, you know, lumber. Yeah. But humans, it's humans. Humans are in a different we're Taking value. babies. Yeah. You're taking, we're taking these people. And don't you think that that's... A, colonization in itself is that not harming these countries how do you, how do you think these countries are going to get better if you don't have smart people there to to take control of the government to build businesses to provide jobs if they're going to provide they're coming here providing jobs in america why shouldn't they be in their home country providing jobs to the local they people? want to make their country great again is, don't yeah they? yeah don't yeah exactly it's like don't you have a duty like if you're a person from another country and you come here, isn't it your duty, like, once you get educated here, to go back and help your we own have people? A duty, right? We're Why would you want to live about... in a racist country that doesn't like you or appreciate you? Yeah. Why should you live here? You should go back to a place where you're going to be more accepted, right. help your local community, help make them great again, and then you can make your country better than this you racist what, America. They probably want to use the psychological services here, you know, because we have an extensive network and uh, they really do believe that this is a racist country. Um, and they're, so they they must be completely crazy, you know, because they're getting the best yeah. deal ever. Yeah, the you best get all, deal the, all these benefits, ever. and we hate you. Yeah, I hate and, you so much. I'm going to give complex. you free education. Yeah, they just I'm, need I'm to gonna use pay it. for your healthcare. I'm going to give you so everything. Much. <laughs> everything I give you the shirt off my back everything i have you know and it's all because i hate i you. won't even have a child because of you because <laughs> yeah. you're having i won't do it i can't even imagine having i won't a do child. it no because yeah. i hate you so much yeah and, and then they're like these people are all racist against me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I mean i saw this hilarious meme it's with uh, president trump shaking hands with the uh, president nieto of uh, of mexico and well pronounced well <laughs> oh pronounced. Th thank you thank yeah. you and he was saying okay so president nieto you're gonna pay for my wall i'm gonna get i'm gonna send you 11 million great mexicans back yeah they're the best isn't that a great deal who yeah. would want they pay just for want a better life yeah. they're gonna make mexico great yeah again. they make mexico great again make their Central American immigration is good again. for the economy. Don't you understand it? Yeah, you're gonna grow your GDP. Yeah, people are gonna create jobs in their home countries. It's an economic how could opportunity. You, how could you not want that? My God, I mean, the whole idea of being a progressive is you want the world to progress. Yeah, how are their countries gonna progress if you've taken all the smart people from there? Yeah, that's right. This is a big conundrum that I I don't know if people have really thoroughly thought through yet. No, they often don't. No, so I think it's cool. but it's not the people's fault. A little bit is the people's fault. Yeah. People should be a little bit more critical. Come on. I Come mean, on. I mean, it's the people who are in, in charge of making sure that their representatives definitely are accountable. It's big time their fault. Yeah, it is. And you have to think about it. It's like this is essentially demographic replacement. Absolutely. What's going on. And do you, do you think that there was a big nationwide referendum? I mean, you could argue one is like you vote for the certain candidates who are going to... Uh, push these types of policies but i think you know the mexican constitution itself, itself says that you can't change the demographic makeup of our country yeah and so if if that's fine for mexico that should be fine for the u.s as well isn't that what uh hitler was doing changing mm -hmm. the demographics of the country yes he did that by essentially exterminating Jews, gypsies, all the undesirable. Yeah, he's tooling around. Yeah. Tooling around. Yeah, he said, Poles, please please get out of here. 
He first he said please. It's always and, a dangerous and, and, road. Yeah, first he said please, and he's like, "You're getting out of here." Yeah. A very stern voice. He said it with a stern voice. With a lot of tanks behind him. Yeah. I think it was a stern voice. It was a credible threat. Yes. It was a credible threat. And so the Poles now got we have pushed an incredible out. threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Poles got pushed out. The French got pushed out. Yeah, Hitler was doing that. Maybe it doesn't seem like all the Germans were on board of that. Russia was doing that all the time too. Always moving things around, moving people around from place to place. Yeah, the Soviets you know. are very good at moving people. Totalitarians, around. Totalitarians, they love it. They're not very good at feeding them, around. but they can move them around. You know that um, liberals uh, typically, I say the term liberal doesn't it's even have left, meaning It's anymore. leftist. Yeah, leftists t- tend to have uh, be high on the openness metric of uh, psycho. No, that, that's from Jordan Peterson. That's from Peterson. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because um, uh, the leftism is a very much of a closed system, you know, uh, so it, it prevents people from being open. So it's a yeah. contradiction. It's not like this is the first contradiction we've seen. No, right? there's a lot. Of, if I were to rate the mental gymnastics here, Maybe that would be a attraction ten, to contradiction. ten out of ten. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> they would have won the Olympics. He's a very gold. contrary people. Every Olympics after the gold, 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 gold. Yeah. The I right think you have to be, be dyslexic. To you have to be dyslexic to understand this. I don't even think that you had to be had some very flexible mental capacity. Yeah. To complete in these mental gymnastics. Yeah, or not much at all. Yeah, it's one or the other. We're, we're not quite sure. We're, we're don't on, think about it. We're not quite sure sense. where on the spectrum you need to lie, but yeah, you, you need to, to lie high, though. You yeah, need, you, there, need, you need to <laughs> lie, and there has to be a lot. They have lots of lies, and you need to lie. Yeah, cognitive dissonance. You know, you can't even know what that means. Yeah, I just want to lie down. That's not the type of lying we're talking about. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I'm dreaming. <laughs> no dreamings for you, C. This is all. All right, no dreams. That's not. That's not Excuse for you. Me. I stepped out of line. <laughs> I yeah. forgot my place. <laughs> yeah. So, if we have these illegals, these dreamers, I, and they don't want to, It seems like they don't want to be here because it's a racist country. I think but they, they don't, don't have to be here. They don't have to be <laughs> they don't here. Have to be here. They're not even here legally. Yeah. I mean, I think you know. Best case scenario, if we really want to go help the world, we'll send these very qualified people back to their home country. They can After provide... they've been educated, jeez. They, yeah, we've we've already put all this cost in educating them. They could build a colony on the moon at this point. Yeah, all the, the American education. Yeah, we got a lot of education. K through twelve, college, everything. Yeah. And so now they have the skills that will allow them to go and make their own countries great again. You probably could colonize Mars with the. Uh... With the money we've spent on this this education investment, I don't know if we could colonize Mars, but we could get pretty close. We, we could we could we could start. We could. Uh, it would put a nice dent in the budget you need. We could give it to Elon Musk, and he could try. Yes, he would definitely try. We could probably have a hyperloop. I think we could, we could. I want, the, I want the hyperloop. Yeah, we could. I'll take the hyperloop. I think we would have enough funding. I mean, one hundred fifty billion dollars a year. I think that's enough to take two to, to find several <laughs> hyperloops. Yeah. We'll have Isn't hyper- that a nicer deal? Yeah, we'll have a if hyperloop. If you're on a game show, you can take the Hyperloop or the, the Resentful Dreamers, and you yeah. can have a couple Dreamers kind yeah. of complaining amongst each other, we could, or we, maybe protesting, and yeah. you can say, take the Hyperloop or the... A lot of Americans will take those Dreamers. They'll take the Dreamers. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe if the media says... That's why. If you're a horrible racist They're person, scared. you know. They're scared. The media has to be present because this game show has to be realistic. Yeah, that's true. And we should media, do a game show. Yeah, maybe, maybe in the future we'll, we'll, we'll do a game show, but... I mean, as always, like, like when we think about this issue, it's always important to follow the money. Who has a vested interest in this? That's right. And who does not have a vested yeah, interest in this? Yeah, who does not have a vested interest <laughs> yeah. in this? And, and what are the people with the money and the vested interest doing to ensure that the people who are not... Who are, um, 
who who are not in favor of that policy yeah don't revolt or or how do they make them in favor yeah you know you have to think about those two types of policies lots of questions lots of questions well i think that's a uh Good point for us to, to wrap. wrap to wrap up this episode. That's a wrap. Again, we'd like to thank you all for listening to the Unfiltered Podcast. Yeah, and um, have a taco bowl. Trump Town makes the best taco bowls. New York, Believe New York. me. Believe me, folks.